0: I'm Maddie.
1: I'm Ryan.
0: And this is the Mutant Ages, a show We're where we are walking on start. the wild side.
1: Okay, should we not talk over each other? <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and then the song kicks in, but like instead of the theme song, it's the hit song, Walking on the Wild Side by, uh, Band. <laughs> don't mess with my kind, don't play with my kind. I'm a girl, but I can move the world. Don't put me down. Kick me to the ground I'll be up in a flash A super human that
1: It's probably the name of that band that Kurt was saying in that other episode. I don't remember. Do you remember? He said like... I
0: don't think so, because that band had a male singer. And of course, Walking on the Wild Side has a female singer. Of course it does, because this is a girl power episode. Right. Also,
1: speaking of which, you were trying to say this before, but our show is an episode... (laughs) It's not an episode. This is a show where we review every adaptation of the X-Men ever.
0: And we're watching X-Men Evolution, and we're watching an episode called Walk on the Wild Side, as opposed to Walking on the Wild Side, which is the name of the song that's in the Episode. Don't get it twisted. Back when
1: we were
0: young, we experienced
1: this episode. Woo. Okay, so the reason why we're talking over each other is that we're both excited to talk about this. I've been waiting excitedly to get to this episode since we started this show like 40 years ago. So It's the
0: only reason we started the show. We just we were just this. doing a it's really been a big really build long up countdown to talk okay, to this.
1: Let's talk about this episode because this episode, <laughs> it, I don't know why it's so controversial among its fans, but like I love this episode. I guess
0: mean, you do. You've seen it. It's I have. because it is the episode that is feminist right and it's like trying to be feminist and it also is an episode that can't quite decide how feminist it wants to be (laughs) and so If you watch it in 2002, I think by 2002 standards, it is precisely as feminist as I would expect. It's no more and no less. It is exactly what I would expect of a 2002 children's animated cartoon that is about the girls finally getting to do something because they're bitter that they haven't gotten to do enough previously. Sure, But
1: then it's also like they're super gay.
0: Well, that's the other thing people talk about.
1: This is the episode that I was like, oh, all these characters are actually gay in this episode. Including Gene. They
0: are, and that has... We are, for once, not the first people to point that out. I feel like normally on this show, we come in hot and we're like, this is gay. Beast and Wolverine <laughs> are gay. It's really obvious, and we are probably the only people who are seeing that. I mean, I walked that. away from
1: this episode also being like, I think Scott and Duncan fucked when Gene wasn't giving them action. And I was like, okay. Yeah, except thanks. that's
0: not really in the episode. I mean, like <laughs> That's not
1: even in there. Yeah. yeah.
0: But I mean, of course, you know, it's in there in our heads, but it's not really in the episode. Whereas this episode features like some pretty sexual situations between the girls, like <laughs> it feels like a lesbian love affair between Gene and Magma at a lot of points. It does, and, it does, and also, and, that is, and it's not just us. Like there are essays on the internet written about how gay this episode seems, or at least like people joking around about.
1: Well, it. sure, but I think I think the other part about this is that it's been written by two men, which we went back and forth after we watched it to decide if they were gay or not. We can't tell if they were two straight you men. Why saying
0: we? You think I, they're gay? Well, okay. I said I googled them and there's no information About these men other than every single episode Of TV they've written together which is a lot They've written a lot of cartoons together we know nothing about Them because people in the 2000s didn't Internet stalk the way that they do in 2021 So people didn't have Twitter accounts Where they were like putting the pride flag Up and you know who's gay like it wasn't the Way that it is now
1: yeah okay well this show Was gay but the thing is that with the being A feminist story written by two men you're Like okay but where does that stand but also Like does that make it wrong is It not but also like I also mentioned can be feminist you know it's it complicated well, they
0: can be and i also think that i mean unfortunately i think a lot of cartoons at this time period were written by men i mean i just think that's how it was then that's just how it was and yeah. like it was a male-dominated industry like television in general so i think that a lot of the you know quote-unquote feminist cartoons or feminist works of this time period were through the lens of a man attempting to understand it looking at you know girl power stuff for kids and being like how do i write a good episode that's like that i don't think you have to be gay to do that i think you can be a straight man and still be like well let me do my best here i have this job i have a responsibility we'll never know but it is also true that these two guys wrote a lot of barbie movies and so you know make of that what you will as well i don't know also those barbie movies are pretty gay there's a lot of youtube videos about that
1: okay so there's these two guys and we don't know what their deal is, but they wrote this episode. They wrote
0: a lot of other episodes of this show as well, so it's like, yeah, they know the characters really well. You know, it's um, it's part they of. it. They wrote
1: that other episode, Joyride, right? Which we also really liked.
0: They wrote Joyride. They also wrote the um season opener where Lance outs everybody on the soccer field, okay. which I wouldn't say is particularly similar or different from this episode. It's just you know, it's a different episode of this show. It's also
1: not a bad episode. It's a good episode. No,
0: it's a pretty good episode. I mean, I I don't know. You liked it more than I did, but it's definitely not a bad episode right anyway should we do it previously yeah okay so
1: i now that we've covered all the controversy about it previously on the x-men so it is season two boom boom was one of the new mutants who has left the x-men and has gone to live with the brotherhood because she didn't want to deal with xavier's shit in this anymore which she says in this episode by the way
0: i mean in so many words
1: (laughs) i know magma is another new mutant who i guess Hasn't been going to public school, but I think what we decided is that Xavier tries to train them to not blow shit up before he sends them out into the public, which... Yep. Fair. Which explains
0: how it is that some of the new mutants are at school already, but some aren't yet.
1: So Jean Grey... Obviously, we know about her and she's dating Duncan, but she's been hardcore flirting with Scott in this season. Yep. Kitty and Roger are also in this episode, but there's nothing imperative that you need to know about that. I
0: mean, they're dating. That's all you really need to know.
1: Also, what I want to mention is that we've been watching this in the Disney Plus order, which is not the correct order. And we had to look up... Because this is happening before the Sadie Hawkins dance. Yes,
0: and it's like explicitly mentioned in the episode that the dance is coming up. And that's a plot point at one point. Right. So like... I don't really know why Disney put these episodes in the wrong order. We're sorry. We should have followed the Wikipedia order, but we didn't. And it's too late now. So here we are.
1: Yeah. Okay. So basically like what it should have been.
0: Yeah. You want to just read it down. I mean, it's it's already too late for anybody watching along with us. But... Well, I
1: think we did it in the right order up until Angel's Wings, which was what you and I were going back and forth over. So after the Christmas special, it would have been African Storm, Joyride, Mindbender, Operation Rebirth. Walk on the Wild Side, Shadow Dance, Retreat, which is the one we just watched, The Hex Factor, and The Day of Reckoning.
0: And I think we're watching Operation Rebirth next.
1: But today we're going to talk about Walk on the Wild Side 20 minutes later into our show. So this (laughs) opens up with Scott Taking the animated Scott getting onto an elevator, riding the elevator, looking at the yeah, map for of the like elevator. That <laughs> yeah, was really funny. I didn't know why that was happening. It was like
0: they had to kill some time for some reason. Like the episode didn't end up quite long enough, so they were like, "Let's just quickly animate Scott in an elevator for ten full minutes." And now the episode. Well, I
1: thought I thought they were going to go to the danger room or something, but as it turns out, Xavier's just digging even more tunnels underneath his mansion because they're under construction.
0: Yeah, so it looks like the video game Control, which I don't think you've actually played, but it looks exactly. Like- like that for anybody listening who has played that because it's like this completely dilapidated like huge room with like um construction things everywhere and like scaffolding and like magma and gene basically have the same powers as jesse faded so it's like exactly like the video game anyways so they're all they're in a huge pit practicing Magma's powers and Jean is sort of like helping out with the situation by using her telkinesis if anything gets too screwed up and saving them because right. Jean has more control over her powers than Magma does. And so it's sort of this dramatic moment where Scott is like slowly walking up to the pit that they're standing in, and you don't know what you're you're looking at at first, and then you see them. It's actually really cool animation here. Cool. I liked all of it. I liked it too. And you hear Jean, and Jean is talking to magma, and she's like, "Don't let your powers control you. Maintain your discipline." And then Scott is like looking down at them from like super high up. And I don't think they know he's here at this point. Um, He's just listening in on their conversation. Well, I think
1: Gene knows.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, He talks to them later. Anyway, Gene uses her powers to like lift up this huge rock out of the wall. And then like splits it up into a bunch of smaller rocks and turns it into a bridge that stretches out in front of her and Amara. And she's like, okay, melt them together with your powers. And Amara is like not confident in her abilities pretty much throughout this whole period where she's just like i don't think i can do this you're you're pushing me too much i don't think i have the strength to do this and she's also like if this doesn't work i'm not taking the blame like she's like super defensive kid right and then she does her powers and it actually works and it makes a bridge and that's all good
1: it does and then gene walks across it and she's like come on i'll walk you across she's very sexy about it. she's like come on amara i'll keep you safe
0: oh yeah this is this is very teacher student except they're the same age so it's okay for them to hook up yeah
1: exactly so it's okay
0: (laughs) scott calls gene though yeah and scott is like hey what's up i'm here also professor x uh wants me to remind you that amara can't be late for her first day of high school and gene is like yeah no problem whatever And then they're walking across the bridge and like this is where Amara gets very self-defeating. Like there's one crack in the bridge and Amara's like, it was all a failure. And Jean is like, um, no.
1: I mean, that's very Amara in the original New Mutants comic books. Did you ever get that far where she shows up?
0: Yeah. And like, I I thought it was cute. I like the characterization of her in this show, even though she's like not a huge part of it i thought she was good in
1: this i thought so too yeah so
0: Jean is like no learning how to handle things that go wrong is part of training and then also the- that's like
1: not going wrong honestly you can still it's walk not. across the bridge
0: <laughs> yeah so then i think Jean was at least prepared for the possibility that the bridge would collapse though so she's like i'll keep us safe while we walk over the bridge oh, and then yeah. you can right, repair right. it um and so then as they're walking, the pit up above them starts collapsing and like a huge rock is going to fall on them.
1: I, I, I couldn't tell if that was by accident or Gene launching it to be like okay
0: oh i think it was by accident i think it was by accident
1: i think it was too but like she catches it so whatever
0: well, well not yet well at first she's like amara melt the boulder back into place right because i think maybe she's like what if we're in a stressful situation maybe amara can save us yeah and Amara's like i'll try but instead she's like basically turns the boulder into like a huge piece of lava that's still falling on them <laughs> instead of like melting it back into place i thought she
1: just missed it and then also there was lava
0: yeah you could be right but it doesn't matter because gene catches the rock with her telekinesis except well first that. there's like
1: the intro and we think they're gonna die
0: well of course yeah yeah yeah. but then gene catches the rock except that as she catches the rock scott blasts the rock into a billion little pieces okay that was
1: so much more dangerous than what know. scott just did he like blasted it and like huge chunks of rocks explode everywhere and gene has to like use her psychic powers to block that I know and then she floats her and Amara up and they are pissed off they
0: are pissed off
1: yeah Scott's like good thing I was there that's what us heroes are here for to rescue damsels in distress and Jean's like fuck you <laughs> yeah and Scott's like I, I, uh and Scott is like
0: deeply confused about why they aren't impressed with him I did think this line was like too much for him to say though I will say that like no man has ever literally said that's what heroes do rescue damsels in distress except for on a children's cartoon about feminism like that is what maybe
1: Booster Gold does I don't know
0: exactly exactly (laughs) I mean it's literally like yes that might be the thought process that Scott has in that moment but like nobody literally says I was doing it because I'm sexist why are you so mad at me it's like no one (laughs) talks like this but that's this is the episode that we're watching so it's gonna be really 101 level so a child understands exactly why gene is angry and it's like here's the lesson if
1: we are going to like pick an x-men character to be sexist i would probably also pick scott honestly
0: i just think this isn't a subtle episode you know what i mean like the messages are gonna be really black and white oh
1: yeah i mean like because the next line is that they get on the elevator for a really long time just stare at each other which is really funny and then scott's eventually like but wait what did i do And G goes, you were being a a, a, a
0: guy. yeah and then (laughs) scott is like oh i'm sorry and gene is like i was trying to teach magma how to handle things that go wrong which did not include looking for a big strong man to save you which i like this line a little bit better i was like yeah okay okay, that's a little more specific and then amara is also like the nerve and like slams her door in scott's face as well gene
1: and amara go back to their rooms and they start opening and closing the doors and slamming them repeatedly for dramatic effect yeah and
0: scott (laughs) just sighs and he's like okay fine i guess i'm the bad guy and it's like yeah you actually are though so like okay but like he often
1: is also in the comic books anyway so now we get to go to the brotherhood frat house where boom boom is just (laughs) fucking amazing like this whole like sequence these are her friends that she also i don't know treats
0: like shit kind of i mean okay this whole thing reminds me of like she's the woman in the frat house like or the girl in the frat house because she's just a teenager and like she gives as good as she gets basically like she is peak one of the guys like playing pranks on them being the most dominant person in the house despite being the only female character like that is boom boom's energy i think
1: they like that though
0: i mean yeah i think they do
1: because like the brotherhood had mystique before so they are like we don't know what to do unless there's a woman ordering us around in the house and also like beating (laughs) us up and we're like okay yeah
0: and it's also like they're all annoyed by what she's doing but they don't have the power to stop her But also it's not like They're kicking her out No
1: and it's funny Because when you think about it Because the next episode Would have been shadow Dance, is That after all this They're like but also We want to go to the dance with her
0: Yes that's a good point It's like also they are Kind of in love with
1: her a little bit.
0: Like, I feel like at least that Fred and Toad are because after this, they want to go to the dance with her. And she has a little crush on at least Fred, I think.
1: Yeah. Pietro's not in this episode, by the way. I don't know where Pietro is.
0: Pietro got tired of the straight people. He's taking a break from them for like an episode (laughs) and like hooking up with Duncan or something. I don't know who else is gay for him to hook up with Bobby, Evan,
1: Uh, any of the characters on this show. They're all gay.
0: Yeah, you're right. What am I saying?
1: Boom Boom (laughs) walks over to the bathroom and she blows it up. And I don't know if it's like locked either way she just blows up she
0: blows up the door um and then she just walks in toad's in the shower and he's like i'm taking a shower here tabitha goes yeah the whole town is thrilled which is like a funny line in and of itself
1: no we also have to mention that he says i take what well toad's like i take one shower a month and i still don't get any privacy so whatever we had theorized (laughs) before about toad being smelly or whatever because like he was didn't have a home it's actually his act of choice not to shower ever well, I think which is weird prior
0: to this moment he didn't have a home I think that is accurate and then now he does have access to a shower but also he's a teen boy and he doesn't want to shower and he's doing that thing that like teenagers do I would think do. that a toad
1: character would want to be in the water more often but that's just me you would think me. that
0: but that is not toad's characterization he's pig pen from the comic strip peanuts no he really he, is he, he is. doesn't want to wash the dirt off because it's protecting him it's a protective layer of dirt uh, yeah sure
1: sure so that them- so- so boom, boom, Tabitha please. is
0: like, I'm just here because I want mouthwash, which kind of matters because that's also going to be like a running gag is that she's constantly stealing their mouthwash. Um, yeah. And then she makes a drop the soap joke, which is a rape joke, by the way, and throws an explosive okay. into the shower.
1: <laughs> uh, okay. But also like so boom And then boom, like boom.
0: sexily walks down the hall while like a huge tsunami of water leaves the bathroom, <laughs> which I was like, yeah. okay, so is boom boom destroying the bathroom pipes every day like how are they fixing
1: them i don't know so then boom boom comes by and fred's standing there and she's like hey fred your mohawk is still last century and he's like what are you even saying and then she's like hey lance is there any gas in the jeep and he's like yeah why and then he hears the jeep turning on and leaving Yep.
0: (laughs) It's amazing. I love it. I do like that Tabitha, I think, is the only person who calls Fred, Fred. It, like, lines up with the fact that she has a crush on him. And so does the fact that she, Well, like, she
1: calls him Freddy, too. I don't
0: know. She's going to shave his mohawk later. I can't even... I, I don't, don't know. I don't
1: even know. She's, we'll this we get is, there when we get there. She is peak boom boom. There's a, the character they did best with on this show is boom boom. She is like 100% accurate to her comic book self.
0: Yeah. She's like an anarchist and doesn't care what other people think of her and likes to destroy things because it's funny to her and everybody else is just kind of putting up with it. I
1: know. So then Kitty, Kitty's showing Amara around the school. It's Amara's first day of school. Maddie and I went back and forth in our Slack chat, trying to determine if it was the first day of school or, I think we decided it was the beginning of the second semester. Yes. Because it's after Warren's episode. Yeah, it's
0: after the Warren episode. It's after Christmas, basically. So it's like it's January. Everybody's going back to school together. And Amara's starting right. school at, for the first time, which is fine.
1: Presumably the other new mutants are too. I don't know. I, mean, I don't can, think they
0: are. I actually don't think they are because we don't see any of them.
1: That's right. Xavier said there like being like, OK, well, Cannonball can't walk down the road hallway without shooting off into a cannonball and ricketing off things and fucking multiple men can't just stay as one person ever I think so multiple
0: man is also too young to go to high school i mean he, he might, might be in, be in, middle, in school. middle school but yeah i and the other characters i just don't know if they're ready i feel like I feel like, have we not seen some of the new mutants at school before? Like, hasn't Jubilee been at school?
1: No, Jubilee hasn't been there at all. They've barely put Jubilee on this show.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. She
1: had like three lines so far. Yeah.
0: So I guess none of them are ready for school yet, but Amara is, for whatever reason.
1: Right now, Boom Boom is sort of channeling the Jubilee energy.
0: That's true. She definitely is, especially in this (laughs) this upcoming scene. Oh, I know. Kitty shows Amara where her first period class is, and Kitty's like, be sure and sit by a window. You can watch the track team sweating. It's worth it. Well, ciao.
1: (laughs) I was like, I don't know if I want to watch them sweat, but I do want to watch them. Yeah.
0: So it's like, you know, they're going to check out some cute
1: boys, I guess. Or girls. We don't really know. It's not determined.
0: Yeah, we don't know what gender the track team is, but they're probably boys. It's fine. The rest of the episode's gay. So Amara decides to sit by the window after all, which is cute. There's like a cute little animation where she's like thinking about where to sit. Yeah. And then Tabitha dances in with her disc man, which is like blasting super loud through her headphones, and it's playing Walking on the Wild Side, which is a song we're going to hear like... at least nine
1: more times I know and so then after Boom Boom sits down in her chair puts her legs up on the desk and is rocking out she opens her eyes and she sees Amara and since she's listening to the Discman (laughs) she literally screams Amara
0: I found this really funny though. Like I, don't so know, did it I felt really realistic that that a teenager would like see their friend and be like, oh my god, I'm like uncharacteristically excited to see you. I just Yeah, but like Tabitha cute.
1: is in school, not yes. the other new m- mutants. M- m- so why did she get to go to school first? Well,
0: Tabitha, okay. Well, I think you meant to say Amara there, first of all. No no, 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 no.
1: Because Boom Boom started off at the beginning of the season going to school.
0: That's true. I mean, so maybe the
1: Nubians are going there and we just are not spending any time with them. Yeah, I don't know. You, you
0: could be right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, Tabitha gets to go to school now because Xavier's no longer in charge of her destiny. So that's, that's the other true. reason she can go to school if she wants or skip school if she wants.
1: Right, public school is um, paid for by like taxes. So like she could just go.
0: Yeah, she can just go and like, I, I mean, I think that going to school when you don't have a parental guardian is probably kind of weird. But like, maybe Tabitha's forging her parents' signatures. I, I mean, mean, all
1: the all the Brotherhood are doing it. I don't really, I don't know what's happening there, like with the Brotherhood in general. I don't know
0: either. I mean, they probably have like a fake mom character that they that Mystique used to play for them, and like now she's not anymore, and they're just kind of like living with the reality. Anyway, I we guess, have, we have no idea. I don't how know. We we have it.
1: no idea. So Tabitha then turns to Mara. She's like. How's life with the geek squad? Amara's like, all right, I guess I messed up my training this morning because Jean's been pushing me too hard. And then Tabitha says, you mean Jean, that's my real color? Yes. <laughs> Which is like, Oh, wow. Which is
0: just a comment about Jean's beautiful red hair and like how stuck up she is.
1: I know. And also, while Amara was telling her what was going on, there's a there's a shot of Tabitha where she's just like not interested at all in what Xavier is doing. Like, yeah, she's like all. making
0: a scowling face where she's just like, wow, yeah, fuck that place. I yeah, mean, I know, she's right? remembering how much she hated it. And she's like, you don't <laughs> have to take any of that. I didn't and Amara's like well yeah but and then Tabitha interrupts her and she's like what well, you need is some R&R like a good mall crawl how about you and me after school and also this is totally a date <laughs> <laughs> and then starts like taking out her nail polish and like doing her nails in yeah. class and it's adorable and Amara's like it that is. sounds like fun and Tabitha's like okay pay attention here comes the track team and then I don't know I just wrote sorry but you can't convince me this scene isn't fucking gay oh
1: I mean they're gay on the show like I
0: get that they're ending it with them being like we're attracted to men and I'm like mm, no they're gay <laughs>
1: Yeah, except like later on in the season they've clearly become a couple when they're sharing like a room together and stuff and they go on a cruise together isn't
0: that also something that the writers like kind of wanted to do or did we just make that up I don't know No, the
1: writers the writers and the artists were on board for that it was basically that they were dating but they couldn't say that
0: mm-hmm so Tab- Tabitha this is their meet cute is Tabitha and Amara except it's not they're not meeting yeah but still. yeah yeah
1: so uh, then school's out for the day. We cut to the end of school. And it's like, <laughs> school's out for today. Yeah,
0: and Tabitha is like throwing a bomb at every single trash can that she okay, drives but, uh, by. Okay, but first it's,
1: it's first Gene walking out, looking around. And then she hears what sounds like gunshots going off. And she looks around and she sees boom, boom, exploding shit. And Amara looks like petrified. Yeah, That's <laughs> fantastic. But then Scott runs over and there's this whole scene where, again, it's going to be kind of like that clunky dialogue but it's fun where scott runs over and gene goes scott i need to borrow your car i'm bars with boom boom and i want to stop her before she does something stupid (laughs) and cyclops pulls out his keys he's like gotcha i'll go get her and then gene's like um excuse me what the fuck i just asked for the car not for you to go and cyclops (laughs) is like uh, not that, um, you're not capable of your doing it yourself. Uh, look, Jean, about this morning, I didn't mean, and Jean's <laughs> like, I know you didn't, but it pisses me off that men just treat me like I'm the weaker sex.
0: <laughs> and then she, like, dramatically turns around, which, honestly, this animation reminded me a little bit of X-Men TAS, which I think is what they're actually responding to in this episode. Like, to be honest, I think that... Oh,
1: responding to old school Jean yes, Grey? Yes,
0: because... The thing about this episode that's a little weird is that the women have gotten to do a lot of stuff on this show. And so it's, like, not clear what exactly they're responding to when they're, like, everyone's underestimated us. It's, like, this whole show has been about the female characters, which is what I love (laughs) about it. But then the result of it is, like, why is this episode happening? And I think it's because it's not about X-Men Evolution. It's about, like, X-Men as a property and, like, how Jean's been treated, like, in the comics and also X-Men TAS and how that's changed the movie
1: yeah like at the time that was out This at this point like Jean Great turns into the Dark Phoenix around well she hadn't turned into that yet but she was around X2 she was experiencing those symptoms of it Mm -hmm. and even in that she's like I can't hold the water. Yeah. It's too much.
0: And I feel like even in the comics, I mean, we've talked about the Dark Phoenix plenty of times where it's like it starts out as this sort of like feminist story, but then it goes back and forth. But
1: then they're like, oh, uh, well, she was possessed and that wasn't really her. Yeah,
0: and it's gone back and forth in the comics multiple times by the time we get to 2002. And also X-Men TAS doesn't let Jean do anything anything and that was the con- that was the uh cartoon that probably a lot of people watched already before right. they watched evolution like yeah. it was super popular so that it was, was the super context popular. that a lot of people were bringing was like gene doesn't fucking do anything so even though gene on this show does a lot like gene actually gets to do a ton of stuff on this show as compared to other versions of her this
1: is the last time by the way okay so wolverine and the x-men she like the first episode she dies then she comes back at the end of the season she's like i have amnesia and that's all she does
0: great i can't wait to return to that so like (laughs) anyway i just thought it was interesting because i know that that's one of the complaints that people have about this episode is that it like doesn't really make sense in the context of the rest of the show but that's because i don't think it's responding to the rest of the show i think it's about something bigger than that that's
1: a good theory i like that so
0: anyway Duncan
1: runs up. Oh, my God, I know. And he's like, Gene, good news. I got us tickets to the Sadie Hawkins dance next month. And Gene's like, excuse me, Duncan, but aren't girls supposed to ask guys to the dance? You know, I don't know what I would do if I didn't have you guys around to make decisions for me. And then she grabs Scott's keys and she leaves. And Duncan's like, whoa, glad she took your keys. So anyway, want to get a ride in my car? And by which I mean ride my cock in my car and Scott's like okie (laughs) dokie word for word
0: this is also the moment where I just wrote down we don't talk about it that much anymore it's wild how baggy Scott's pants are I just want to take note of it I thought that
1: when I was watching it yesterday too I feel like in this particular episode they just animated his pants extra baggy and they're like here we go now he's gonna parachute pants away I know it's just
0: funny because it's 2002 also Duncan's wearing like bootcut jeans I mean like bootcut was super popular then but also so was like super Baggy okay, but you khakis. and I were wearing
1: like giant baggy goth we were. clothes. We
0: were. I look. I'm not saying I didn't dress like Scott and Jean. Like Jean also wears baggy khakis and like a little belly shirt. I wore that constantly. Like that was one of my uniforms.
1: So now we go to Boom Boom and Amara, and they're at a stoplight, and these two yep. like thugs. Rip a dude out of his car And steal his car Except Like
0: stereotypical 2002 era thugs Like one white guy One black guy And they're part of a carjacking ring They're
1: both wearing beanies On their head Okay and also like One of them turns around and blows a kiss to Tabitha and Amara, which is supposed to be flirty, but it just comes off as like, this like super gay dude just ran over and like stole his car. No, no, no,
0: here's how I interpreted this. These two guys are the gender swapped version of, evil version of Amara and Tabitha. The white guy is Tabitha, the black guy is Amara, the races are the same and also they're (laughs) evil and they're evil because they're men and like that's why the white guy is like the flirty cool one and the black guy is like sort of his secondary who's just like chilling there doing whatever he says and like once I put that together I was like well yeah also they're gay and dating but like (laughs) once I put that together I was like oh like they're literally just setting it up as like these are the men and men are bad and these are the girls and girls are good but we're gonna like specifically pay the two personalities to the two characters that are already there. That's it, like, really funny. Oh my God. I did,
1: I did not pick up on that before, but that's a good read. I don't think anybody's picked up on that really.
0: Well, I'm a genius.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Anyway, so they're speeding after their male doppelgangers who they have to take down and
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like an absurd car chase. I, oh, <laughs> I know there's like Amara screams, Tabitha, slow down. And Tabitha's like, forget that. This is way more fun than shopping for shoes. Yeah. And so the cars
0: are like Tokyo drifting around the corners. It's fast and here I mean it is. it's
1: craziness I know yeah. and then meanwhile Jean is stopped at a red light and there's like this child and his, her mom walking across the street yes. and the child's like pick me up mommy come on mommy and then like the carjackers <laughs> like, in
0: the middle of the crosswalk this child is like pick me up pick me up and the mom is like oh my god okay I know and then this,
1: the carjackers <laughs> race around the corner and they're coming at the children at like 95 miles per hour and Jean's like oh my god and she uses her powers to stop that mm-hmm. somehow Boom Boom and Amara like aren't there i don't yeah, know like, where don't they know are
0: where they are but somehow the woman gets to slowly pick up her kid and like very slowly walk away from that whole situation and then the right. carjackers speed away and then there is this shot of tabitha and amara finally catching up to them and driving by gene and amara like waves so awkwardly at <laughs> Jean, and it's hilarious like i love that animation she's
1: like what the fuck is happening so she then speeds after them. We get all these animations of like The carjacker is turning a corner, then Tabitha and boom, boom, then Then Gene driving Scott's car. It's like really funny. Yeah.
0: Okay. So then, then Tabitha takes it to the next level by being like, okay, Amara melt their tires and Amara immediately does it, which I actually thought was really interesting. Like she doesn't, she doesn't do the thing like she did with Gene where she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. Like Amara instantly is like. I'm down for this. Like, even though she's been <laughs> kind of scared this whole time, I feel like Tabitha is like winning her over and like seducing her into being like a little bit more brave. And so right. Amara like explodes their tires with little magma bombs. And then, then- <laughs> boom, boom throws bombs in, into the car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like multiple times. There's the car triggers jump out of the car because the car is literally exploding. Like yeah. windows are shattering, doors are being blown off their hinges. Like,
0: <laughs> I feel like in real life, if this happened, the car would light on fire and would explode for real and it would be dangerous. But like- they don't animate that because. It would be too scary.
1: I mean, they do sort of later when they get to the carjacker's place, but whatever. So they do. They're cornered in an alley, by the way. So then they jump out and the carjackers try to leap over a wall but then all these bricks float around them and trap them at a little brick prison. And for some reason, Boom Boom and Amaro, like, what could that be?
0: (laughs) As opposed to being like, oh, it's obviously Jean, who's like sitting on a nearby wall, like doing an interpretive dance to like levitate (laughs) each of the bricks, which is like, it's really fun. I enjoyed the animation here, honestly, because she's like being really prim and proper. And she's like, let me just do my little dance and then the bricks will go. And it's like, okay,
1: Jean. And then Boom Boom's like, sweet and then Jean's like here, she hears the sirens and she's like oh we gotta go because the cops are coming and, mm-hmm.
0: and she also like makes a little uh, statement about how the car has been completely destroyed by Boom Boom <laughs>
1: and Boom Boom's like whatever and
0: Jean is like yeah the owner's gonna be really grateful like what the fuck you guys anyway <laughs> Jean is like I believe in policing the streets so I hope the cops handle this and then like walks I away I was like
1: okay thanks Jean
0: I mean I thought that was like good characterization for her like that I is thought an so important too. part of this is that Tabitha doesn't trust the cops and gene does which i think is very in character for both of them for both like of them. that I agree. is a running theme in the app anyway back to the expansion. so there's a newscaster yes <laughs> and the newscaster is talking about a capture of mysterious carjackers that's been attributed to mysterious good samaritans who disappeared just as the cops got there and apparently there's like a larger carjacking ring right. that is going on in this in bayville not new york city bayville so that's why this is such a tiny city i, I think know. i feel like
1: bayville just is new york city and for some reason they don't want to say that i don't know what the deal is
0: it is and it isn't because it's like a weirdly abandoned city
1: anyway so now gene's telling amara out loud in front of scott by the way <laughs> instead of using her psychic powers she's like amara we don't want to do this again let's just like Keep it to ourselves, okay? And I was like, why did she just do that telepathically? I don't know yeah, why she didn't do that.
0: I don't either. And so they walk out of the room, and Scott falls out of his chair, like, extremely suspiciously because he was, like, trying to listen in on their conversation. And it's like, why? But
1: also, like, he's checking them out because now Jean's, like, wrapping her arm around Amara. and It's yeah, like, they're What's dating. Happening? And Scott
0: is like, ooh, lesbians. Ah, and then falls yeah, out of his chair.
1: Scott's like, I didn't know there were any gay people in the school. And we're like, Scott, you're blowing Kurt. Anyway, uh, and and Duncan. So yeah. anyway, this is when we cut the garbage music interlude. Walk on the wild side. Okay,
0: literally is a music video. Like the the way that this scene is cut together, it's like a montage, and it's also a music video to walk on it's the great, wild side. It's great though.
1: I love this. It whole is great. Music video It lasts
0: like three minutes. Like it's like a very long series of shots where like a lot of plot gets revealed without dialogue because it's That's a music true. video.
1: I, I like it a lot. And I, we're going to yeah. have to put some sort of clip of it in yeah, here. I just, I I'm, I'm like here, put the entire song in here, please. It's great. It opens up it's like, wow, 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 wow. Let's do the Ryan version. <laughs> It's the most Maddie Myers way we could have like jumped into this. It's time to do, it's like time to do feminism in 2002 with garbage and all these hot ex-women being gay. It may yeah. as well have been written by you in high school.
0: This is about as uh, nuanced as my level of feminism was at this time period. I got better yeah. but this is where I was at in 2002.
1: Sure, but like it's not a bad thing, you know it's like it was a start. We all start somewhere.
0: No, it's fine. You know, I progressed and also society progressed and we're all better <laughs> for it. So Gene and Amara and Tabitha are together in a record store and they're like best friends now, suddenly. I don't really know when Gene made the jump over to liking Tabitha, but like that happened at some point, and now they're all three besties and they're all going shopping together, gay. They're also stopping some graffiti artists by like exploding their paint, which is arguably worse than drawing an actual graffiti tag, but like it's really funny. They're rollerblading,
1: they're rollerblading. They blow kisses to them as I pass by. Also, yeah. earlier in the music video, there's It's just in the background of the music, there's a very faint sound of like something shattering and you just see Boom Boom running by and it's really funny. It is
0: really funny. So then in the next scene, Kitty joins them. So Kitty's just suddenly there She poses And looking super sexy And like they're all sexily Walking through the record store together When we say
1: sexy There's multiple shots Of just their asses shaking I don't, yep. I don't know what that's about This
0: is like a bunch of teen girls Discovering their sexuality With their yeah. other female friends In some dressing rooms Of some stores Where they're trying on clothes together And it's gay
1: It is gay <laughs> And now Kitty slides out And trips a robber And then she like poses at the camera Like makes a peace sign
0: Yeah so this is the first time that we see the hint of what is going to happen later which is them actually fighting crime so like this right. isn't just like oh they're stopping some graffiti artists at the mall which is like pretty fucking low stakes honestly this is like kitty stops a robber with a purse in the middle of the night and we're like right. oh okay okay and then you cut to the next scene and then rogue is there now right and then there's this changing scene <laughs> the changing scene okay everyone is suddenly wearing like goth fetish outfits like they are well, It's
1: Buffy the Vampire Slayer now. And they're all wearing the shit that we wore in high school. Yeah, So that's happening. Tabitha's
0: putting on some like knee-high boots that are like silver and like this ridiculous superhero outfit, which at first I just thought it was like Tabitha deciding on her superhero outfit. But then it's like it pans over to every other ex-girl and she's also wearing like... A fetish outfit Like they look Like us in high school Like I don't even they know How do. else to describe this They kind of
1: look like They fell out of like Buffy the Vampire Slayer Or Dante is, Or it's not da- da- Devil May Cry I yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. Dante May Cry The famous game Dante May Cry They all
0: look like Trish From Dante May Cry Which is what the name Of that game is now
1: <laughs> And this, this scene Where they're dressing Themselves is very Batman movie Like the old Batman movies Where they suit up And do close ups Of like all their body oh, parts yeah. As they're putting it on For 20 minutes That's happening A lot
0: of this reminded me Of Batman the Animated series. Like, like when they go down to stop the carjackers later on it, like it felt very Batman.
1: I think gonna be like, oh yeah, this reminds me of Batman, the animated series, you know, that scene where like Amar and Tabitha go down on each other.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, when they all go down on each other in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, then we see them all stopping a purse snatcher together. And then Kitty like pulls all of them through the wall together. And they do. Okay, but that's so funny. Cause
1: like Jean uses her powers to float the guy in the purse back to the woman. The woman's like, what the fuck is happening? And then we just see all five of them, posing like completely like a
0: superhero team. They're not moving.
1: They're just posing and then they're still posing as Kitty pulls them through the wall. It's really funny i thought that was the funniest part of this whole music video honestly it
0: is and so then there's a bunch of scenes of them like holding hands at the record store very gay and then shots of like rogue fighting a carjacker and then back to the dancing and then like the the scene where gene and amara are literally sexually grinding is probably the most explicitly gay thing in the entire episode and it is the thing that people cite okay i like
1: didn't realize how gay that was until later on in life when i watched it again i was like i'm i was Thinking, why is Jean grinding against Amara like that? <laughs> You're
0: just like, hmm, I'm so confused by this. It's two girls and they're grinding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what is this? Well, yeah, this, was,
1: this was like how it was at <laughs> high school for us, too. Where it's like, man, it's really cool how there's occasionally some gay guy stuff. Too bad they don't do that for women. And Maddie's like, Ryan, that's everywhere. You're just not looking for it. <laughs> it's
0: okay. I don't expect you to. It's fine. I know. So
1: I don't even pick up on it. I'm like, there's women kissing other women? What? (laughs) Okay,
0: there's also this other scene that I would say is really gay where Tabitha is dancing by herself and then it pans up to Rho just... Staring Just at her. staring at her. Which, I know. Like, that's really fucking gay. Like, there's no other explanation for that scene. Like, I don't know how else you put that. I don't
1: know. And then, <laughs> and then after all the grinding, well, actually during the grinding, there's the sound yes. of sirens because they're going to reveal themselves as the Bayville sirens later. But
0: also during the grinding, Risty wilds is in the corner watching it.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, but that's like when the music stops and like the singer of the faux garbage band is like. Oh, and now they're done singing and it's totally out of air. She's like, da 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 da. like, I was like, you stayed yeah. for like two minutes, dude. You're not out of breath. And if you are, you probably should not be in a band. Yeah, but it's
0: just like sexy breathing because all the girls are grinding together. Yeah. And then Risty Wilde is watching them. And of course, that's Mystique. And I was like, kind of confused by her reaction because she looks really mad and jealous. And I was like, shouldn't you be happy that Rogue is finally making friends? Like, wasn't this the point of why you're doing this?
1: Mystique just wants her to be only her friend. That's it. I
0: mean, I think that's part of it. I think she's protective of Rogue. Although I think maybe it's also that she's worried about Rogue not being safe. Because then the end of the episode Sort of explains that part. Yeah that
1: was sort of my theory too Because if Mystique doesn't want Rogue To be captured by the cops or whatever You know like that is what she's actually worried about but like
0: Mystique knows that the cops are a threat So she's like I need to help these kids but we don't know yet that yet we just think right. she's mad um and that's the twist at the end that i'm already giving away
1: in between these next scene and this one there's also a really quick newscast where they're talking about how the crime rate in the city has been cut in half because a mysterious all-female group known as the Bayville sirens are here doing that that's all it's always we know
0: sirens isn't it it's like you know yeah. you got some female superheroes they're gonna be sirens sure. i think
1: this was supposed to be like the 80s run of fallen angels that did have boom boom in it you know and yep. i think it was supposed to be sort of that vibe
0: it's just funny cuz like it makes me think of dc comics when i hear sirens i think of like gotham city sirens you know sure. like i don't i don't think of x-men but like whatever it doesn't matter really i don't matter. either
1: i think they just didn't say fallen angels because angel was just there you know so (laughs) whatever (laughs) not a good superhero group to be like we are the fallen angels protecting like society is like why'd you fall though anyway Anyway, uh, I just
0: wanted to mention that during this scene Scott is eating chocolate chip cookies while watching the newscast and I just found that really cute and funny because it was like a reminder that they're kids there are a few things in this episode that are just reminders that they're literally children and they're pretending to be adults
1: X-Men Evolution has worked together with Chips Ahoy to bring us this episode oh my
0: god anyway I just thought it was cute that Scott was eating cookies but also looking really serious while eating the cookies like as though he's (laughs) having whiskey like a private eye but instead it's like cookies and milk anyway
1: it's funny so then we we go to the high school which is like one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing it's the rotoscope scene from the craft
0: even though it doesn't really make any sense because like the girls are walking down the high school hallway as though everyone knows they're the Bayville Sirens but like I don't think people do know but everybody kind of acts like they know this is my
1: read they're walking down it's playing this hot music, music too it's like
0: and they're like walking in slow motion like super slow motion
1: You know what it is, is that I think that they have found confidence in themselves and their sexuality and who they are, that yeah. they are, this is what happens.
0: And they don't care well, yeah, what but if think. you are
1: If you are a confident person, right, and you start embodying that, people look at you differently instantly. And I think that is what is actually happening here. Mm-hmm. It's like suddenly they are comfortable with themselves. They're confident. They don't give a shit about what people think. And people are like, holy shit, who are it is how it works if you meet somebody that's super confident you look at them
0: yeah it doesn't matter how they look it just matters like what confidence level they have no I mean I completely get what you're saying it doesn't saying.
1: matter what body type they are or anything if they're super confident you're like hey I'm really turned on by you right now who doesn't like confidence right so that's what's happening here
0: yeah and that's true so like they have all become cool with their powers first of all so like they're all more confident about that part of themselves as well and like it's just somehow they're emanating some glow that other kids are picking up there on. So
1: probably doing like lesbian witchcraft together, as if it is actually oh, the yeah, craft. Yeah, that's
0: also part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And so then, then Scott, Scott <laughs> overhears
1: somebody go. Those bavel sirens are really cool. I heard some people say that they even have special powers. And Scott suddenly like looks at them. And he's like, "Oh my god, it's them!" And it's like fucking okay, dust. How Scott. did he
0: not know that previously? But somehow this is the moment when Scott realizes it.
1: They're like leaving in the middle of the night. And Scott does Scott just go to bed at seven p.m.?
0: Yes, he does. Okay, so then Kurt happens to be walking. By and Scott grabs him and Kurt is Sexually. like I can do it and Scott is like Kurt cancel your plans tonight we've got a secret mission to take care of and Kurt is like you can just say you want to hook up with me like you don't need to do this weird shit I know every it, time. but
1: like instead like it's Scott making this incredibly seductive face while Kurt's slowly arching his eyebrow and smiling and I was like <laughs> okay so Kurt thinks they're gonna fuck which in their defense I think actually after they do all their bullshit tonight I think Kurt and Scott do still oh, hook up they
0: totally do. They're hooking up the whole time.
1: (laughs) Right. I know. But it's really funny. I was like, why is is this so sexual? It's just as the episode goes on, everyone gets gayer and more sexual, which is really funny. So now we're going to go to the Brotherhood Mansion where Boom Boom is back at it again. Mm -hmm. She sees that the doorknob has been, I don't know. Boarded
0: up. Yeah. And And she she explodes it anyway. This time Toad's taking a shit. There's no other explanation (laughs) for why we don't follow her in here. And where Toad is like, is nothing sacred? And then Tabitha goes, don't get up which like of course he's sitting on the toilet and Tony's like that's it I'm buying you some mouthwash and then Tabitha leaves the bathroom and once again explodes it (laughs) on her way out which I don't know she explodes the bathroom literally every single day
1: I I know know. there's like another uh, flood of shit in uh, toilet water crashing down the hall it's a
0: terrible idea so then Tabitha is like hopping on one foot down the stairs cutely it's fun and then Fred walks up Fred's head is shaved and he's like what what the fuck happened? I woke <laughs> up like this. <laughs>
1: and and Boo's like, like,
0: I woke up like this. I woke up like th-. anyway. She's like, imagine that. You know, I was wrong. You looked a lot better in the Mohawk. Anyway, bye! <laughs> <And
1: it's> like, <laughs> oh my god, gonna, why did and you then, do and, this? I don't like- know. The boo Boo goes outside, sees that Lance has changed his Jeep to the house, and she just rolls her eyes and goes, Good thinking, Lance. Wouldn't want anybody to steal your ride. And then all he hears is another explosion in the car leaving. And Lance yep. runs out. He's like, get back here, you klepto. And Boom Boom's all like, the least you could have done was put some gas in the tank, which is so Boom Boom. They, I mean, the writers of the show just understood who she was. And that mm-hmm. was fantastic.
0: Yeah, I mean she's kind of an asshole, but also like I interpreted this in as a her lovable just kind of way. Pushing the boys' buttons, but also they kind of love her at the same time. Well, I don't yeah, know. it's like
1: it kinda of turns them on, you know. I don't know. It's like <laughs> one of those situations where it definitely happened all the time in high school where there it would be a girl or a guy that would like somebody, especially a girl, would they, tease they would do like
0: I mean, it's like yeah. that stupid like elementary school thing that like somehow lasts for most of people's teenagers as well, where it's like you tease the person who you have a crush on. I mean, I mean like, we did that, that up until know.
1: we were like twenty five, and it was only until like thirty that were like what is flirting by yeah. the way
0: yeah and like maybe just be honest with a person
1: that you like i know i still i still have to work on the dating thing because i have not gotten on a lot of those but i'm gonna change that so anyway uh so now we're gonna go to the girls who are sneaking out of the x mansion and we hear kurt who's going boy, ah, the <laughs> track of one can you read me the pigeons are leaving the roost i said the pigeons are leaving the roost and the cyclops goes kurt i'm right here why are you even talking like that <laughs> it's
0: really funny though okay so they are in the back of scott's car together and like making out a little bit and then kurt is like duck they're coming this way and then they like (laughs) hide in the back of the car and like the girls walk out of the front gate somehow none of them except gene see the car that's parked in the shadows but gene sees it and she's kind of like huh okay sure and then like goes <laughs> up she honks the horn 60 times even though everyone's standing <laughs> right there and Jean is like oh my god stop and they all jump in the car and they drive away and scott follows them in his car the girls drive into the city it's hartford no one is on the streets um <laughs> Jean looks behind them and sees scott driving after them because there's literally no other cars and like right It's not it's like extremely Unsubtle that Scott is like it's actually kind of
1: Interesting that there's carjacking happening At all because they're like we're stealing all these cars From people on the street I'm like but nobody's driving Around there's no cars they, yeah. have they all been stolen what's happening yeah. anyway so Jean's like ladies we have company and Boom Boom's like not nah, for long so Jean tells Kitty to phase them through a train which works and luckily they don't all die
0: I know Kitty like doesn't isn't even worried about her ability to do it though like at this point they're all getting really good at using their powers I think and like getting more powerful basically so they all phase through the train and they're all laughing and Kitty and Rogue hold hands and it's cute and Scott yeah, is, is like fucking hell <laughs> I know just, like, but then flash forwards
1: to my favorite line in the entire episode (laughs) where it shows them they've all changed now they're driving around they're in their bayville sirens outfits they're goth buffy shit and rogue's like man we really gotta find a better place to change and boom boom goes hey relax nobody's going to believe that toll booth guy and it's like (laughs) oh my god
0: okay you
1: guys could have pulled into an alley and just changed there but instead they like went to a toll booth that they like all walked up to this guy. were like, "Hey, watch this! We're hot and we're lesbians." And they change like, leave. <laughs>
0: yeah, or they <laughs> like use their powers on him. Is also how I interpreted it. I don't know. No, There's but no like Boom Boom know.
1: says, no. Boom has referenced that nobody's going to believe the tall booth guy. So,
0: well, that's part of why I think they used their powers because, like, they they probably. I mean, it's more fun if they're lesbians, but like, I just. Think I mean, it, probably was, probably it was probably something. like
1: all five of them doing something stupid, like Kitty phases through, phases yeah, yeah, yeah. or through, Rogue touches him, then like Boom Boom. Blows up the door For some reason To get inside <laughs> yeah. You know Yeah
0: it's like They basically just do Something so absurd That he won't believe it Right Anyway We see a guy Pull up his car Next to a convenience store And get out And not lock his car Which is very stupid Because there's a carjacking ring In this city Also
1: you're in this city Don't not <laughs> yeah, lock like, your door Yeah like don't not
0: lock your car Like what are you doing <laughs> And then immediately Out of nowhere A guy runs up And steals the car Like out of nowhere I don't even right. know Where he comes from Right Which fine
1: The boom boom sees it And they go Alright they're playing our song And they all go after them in their car And that's when the guy calls the police
0: Yeah and the guy who got his his car stolen Calls the police and he's like hey my car Was stolen and guess who's already on the job Yeah you got it the sirens and then we like see Tabitha speeding up for the carjacker and the, okay. it starts playing like, like Daft
1: Punk's "Dere." It's like it doesn't do that, but it should. Yeah,
0: and it's like, okay, here's how empty the city is. Tabitha can go so fast that she can get air when she's driving over the hills. <laughs> like she's literally like flying in the She Jeep. is. Like that's I don't how, know how she's doing that. Going.
1: So the girls don't know where the guy went though. They like they okay, this is crazy. They pull into like a lot full of garages and Kitty's like it's so weird. It's like he vanished and Jean's like That garage door is closing right there. We can all see that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I don't know why you're saying that
0: yeah and so it turns out it's like a huge network of chop shops in a bunch of warehouses and these guys are like stripping cars for parts and then tabitha and the girls sneak in and tabitha defines a chop shop for everybody's benefit so that they all understand what <laughs> it is So we understand what's because happening. only tabitha knows about this sort of thing which actually i think she would in that tracks right and so then a bunch of guys with like huge metal poles and crowbars like are behind them and the the gang leader is like wearing a suit and he's like hey uh, we've been expecting okay, this you. whole
1: thing looks like the 80s double dragon movie like it's just the outfits you just have to sort of picture mm-hmm. that it's like suddenly we're in streets of rage
0: crossed with like again Batman the animated series like these right. are a bunch of like street toughs like the girls are gonna have to fight them
1: yeah this is actually just like Falcone this is who it is yes
0: yeah yeah and so the older gang leaders like you gals have been slowing down our business and the boys are getting a tad irritable about it and magma is like didn't your mother teach you not to pick on girls and she sounds like 11 <laughs> years old in this scene which (laughs) I kind of liked like it's kind of interesting that it's like (laughs) literal children like they look like adult women because like they're dressing like that and they're like blowing out their hair and all that stuff but like they're also kids at the same time and they're kind of in over their head but it's fine and so the gang leader responds to that mother comment by being like too bad I never listened to her which is funny because it's like yeah he's not a feminist he doesn't listen to his mom
1: he's a man (laughs) men don't respect women yeah. That's why he's the leader of a carjacking king. Yep. This yep. is what happens yep. to men in the real world. Anyway, yeah, so I know. I know. then then it goes <laughs> into this like really long Fight montage. I don't know. I didn't feel like there was anything really crazy happening here. Usually the fight montages are better than this one is, but
0: the thing that I thought was a little bit interesting about it is that there's a bunch of gas tanks that explode here and there's gas going everywhere, which is like kind of going to matter later for the explosions and stuff. But mostly I thought it was interesting that the gas was animated to look dark red which looks like blood. And I was like, I think this is supposed to signify that this fight is like getting more serious than the girls would have bargained for because it's it's evoking blood, even though the show can't show blood, but there's like some little animation scenes where like magma looks a little scared for a second and then like backs away. And then she like rallies and like keeps fighting. Like, it's just interesting. I think we're supposed to think that the girls are in over their head, which is kind of a sad message in some ways. I don't know. It's like, It
1: it is a little sad. It's part of
0: this show's, This one episode's issue Where it can't quite decide If the girls are doing The right thing or not It's I think the message is They are largely doing The right thing here But they're just not Quite ready yet Which is like That's fine, you know. Like, well, know.
1: sure, but also, like, I feel like this would happen if you were a teenager vigilante because they were just yeah. running after people stealing purses and shit, and now, yeah, they're and now they're like <laughs> cracking
0: a carjacking ring of like fully adult men who like, all have like
1: guns and shit, and they're like, I mean,
0: luckily they don't have guns. Luckily they only have metal poles. If they had guns, the guns. And, and also, be like,
1: they come out, they're like, they're kind of like, we're gonna kill you, and also maybe fuck you, and that's what us men do. That's why you should be a feminist. Yeah, it's very I mean, weird. It's kids
0: show so they don't really like lean on the sexual thread of it all but it's like yeah I mean like they, that is part
1: of what's being presented they're here.
0: all men and then these girls are fighting them right. I mean like that's part of it as well I don't know so Kurt and Scott are driving yeah, there and
1: then they they're driving by and they're like where do you think they are and I think Scott's like well I think I see Smoke coming from over there so probably (laughs) Over there and it's because on the Inside we see Boom Boom Spinning around with like 3000 Little bombs and they're just (laughs) exploding Gas tanks are exploding shit's Catching on fire and it's it's just totally Out of control and then at the end Jean Glares at her and Boom Boom just shrugs. she's like Whatever
0: i know so scott and kurt drive up there and kurt teleports both of them inside and so they're like sort of hiding up on this uh like basically like a fire escape like way up up high so no one can see them in there and they're just spying on everybody and kurt is like come on what are we waiting for and scott's like wait i think we better let the girls handle this
1: why did you even go scott why did you go why did 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 you go if you were just gonna be like watch them do this you like get you finally find them and you're like the girls have this, and it's like I don't okay. No,
0: it's really strange. Like I, I actually feel like that's one of my other issues with the episode. Is like, why are Scott and Kurt here? Yeah, mine
1: too. Because like, why is Scott and Kurt there? Because then a second later. I think it's like Amara and Kitty throw the carjacker boss into a trunk of a car and lock it, and they jump away. But then and they do
0: finger guns at each other, which is really fucking cute. That anyway, is really funny. Going. And then,
1: <laughs> then some of the oil on the ground catches fire because Boom yes. Boom's throwing palms everywhere, and the fire is going towards the car. And Scott blows the car away with his eye beams. Yes, which somehow nobody sees, and, and he's somehow, like,
0: "You didn't see me do that." Which also
1: like, like again, I don't understand like the powers that Scott has because that did not destroy that car, but in other episodes it would have like killed somebody. Yeah,
0: I don't really get that. And I I mean I've seen this criticized as well, where people are like, Well, why does Scott save the girls secretly? I
1: don't like that part. That's the only piece of this episode I really don't like because it's kind of like it's the message is like girl power. You should take yourselves, but also men will still save you. At also the end Scott of the day. is going
0: to secretly be here and like push a car out of the way. Just in case. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's Whatever.
1: So then the, the girls are putting out the fire and then then there's
0: this really interesting scene that happens.
1: Right. <laughs> okay, so like the police show up.
0: Okay. One policewoman shows up alone, which would never happen in real Alisa Maza. life. I found this weird. Like at first I was really pissed off at the scene. Cause I didn't know it was going to turn into mystique at the end. And I was like, this is dumb and it makes no sense. Like a police woman would never do this. Like I was like cranky. I was like, I don't like this. And then she turns into mystique at the end. And I was like, Oh, okay. Okay. This makes sense now. Yeah. So, like, this is the nicest cop in the universe. She walks in completely alone, which would never happen. There'd be 600 cops walking in. Yeah,
1: because we didn't even talk about this, but in the episode, the chief of the police were like, we're going to find the Babel Sirens and, like, kill them.
0: Yeah. Like, the cops are the enemy in this episode. Right. Like, that's an important part of it.
1: Yeah. So then Mystique shows up as Elisa Mazza from Gargoyles, basically. That's what happens.
0: Yeah. So, Elisa Mazza walks in and she's like, hello, I'm the only good cop that's ever existed, probably because I'm actually Mystique, and you're surrounded. And there's no way out. And magma's like, but we're the good guys, or girls. girls. And the cop is like, I know who you are. You're vigilantes who take the law into your own hands, and you're under arrest. And Tabitha is like, Ah, oh, fuck cops, and fuck you, a cab, get out of our way. And Jean is like, Oh um, no, <laughs> we're not going to fight the police. Uh, we will die, and we are going to go <laughs> ahead and go with them. And the cop is like, Smart girl. Looks like you put an end to their little enterprise. Good work. Look, I'll probably lose my job for this, but I'm going to let you go. And Kitty's like, really? Cool. (laughs) The cop cop is like, but only if you promise to stop what you've been doing. And I mean, now it's either that or I take you in. And Gina's like, deal. And then the cop like leads them out to like the city sewers because this is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and she's April O'Neil. And then she's like, okay, bye. And Gina's like, thanks. And Kitty like tells uh, the cop that the carjacker boss is in the trunk of the car. And then Scott and Kurt teleport away because they didn't actually need to be in this entire fucking scene and didn't yeah. do anything that mattered. And then the actual police chief walks in and he's like looking for the vigilantes and the female cop is like, there's no sign of them. They were never here. Uh, everything's fine. And the chief like looks really pissed off like he's going to fucking kill somebody and he's like, yeah, right. whatever. And then the female cop like disappears walks into the into shadows. Into the smoke. She, and turns into Mystique and we the viewer are like, Oh, that's why the cop <laughs> let them go as opposed to just killing them instantly. I yeah. get it now. This makes sense. Kitty told
1: Mystique that the carjacker was in that car, so did the actual police ever find him?
0: I think so. I think there is a brief moment where Mystique like shows the police where the carjacker is. Like she's still like, you know, got that X-Men sensibility of we should stop the carjackers. It's just that she's also Mystique <laughs> and she's in it for herself and just wants to protect Rogue and be like, I don't want Rogue to get arrested or killed like i want to make sure that mystique's
1: like i don't want rogue to get shot by the police because mystique's like i've been there before that's what happens to our kind and it's like okay
0: I mean, it's not untrue. It's also like no. I don't know. I mean, this is sort of a—it's very Batman-y because it's like vigilante stuff, as opposed to like the X Men fighting for their right. rights on the streets or something. But it's still like, yeah, the cops are the enemy to the X Men. Like that is usually the case. So I liked that they stuck with that. That's here.
1: that's what's going to happen is that they're like, oh, we can use our powers to help, but the cops are like, ah, uh, fuck you. No, we're going to shoot you because we're the ones because that are you're in charge all enemies here. to
0: us. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it is kind of like I do still think it's in keeping with Gene's character that Jean is like the rule follower like she's like yeah of course if we work with the government everything will go fine and Tabitha's like no it won't (laughs) like it's not gonna work
1: Um exactly so no. then it goes to the X mansion and Scott's walking over to the cookie jar and so is Gene and he sticks his hand in there and takes the last cookie. Then Gene looks the at their hands
0: touch while they're both reaching for the cookie at the same time. Then
1: Gene looks at it and sees that he took the only cookie and then she <laughs> immediately is so mad about it. She's like, Of course he would take the last cookie, that piece of shit. And then Scott like <laughs> so splits Scott breaks the it cookie. In half, in and half. he's
0: like, This is a quality. We're both having half of a cookie. We're sharing, and this is the redistribution. <laughs> There's of so well. much <laughs> with the
1: fucking cookies in this. I need cookies. I'm Texting Katie right now, be like, we're getting cookies later. I don't even care. So,
0: anyway, Scott is like, So, what have you been up to lately? Like, knowing the answer to the question. And Gene is like, Scott, I know you already know. Thanks for not coming to our rescue, though. I guess we took the whole girl power thing a little too far. Sure was a blast, though. Which I was like, Okay, I just got whiplash. (laughs) Yeah,
1: what what just happened? And then Scott's like, Yeah, I'll bet. I'm sorry they made you quit. And then Gene, I like this line because Gene goes, Yeah. But it felt great to help people with their powers. I just hope that someday that we can do it out in the open and be appreciated for it. Yeah, Scott which I goes, like that. Yeah. To someday, which and then
0: they cheers with glasses of milk, which again is the most childish, adorable thing. Well, ever. this is a,
1: actually happened in the ending: is that Scott and Jean cheers with their milk, eat the cookies, then fuck on the table, and gene finds a butt plug in Scott's ass with Duncan's <laughs> name on it, and she's like, "Scott, what is this?" And Scott's like, and
0: "Scott's like, I know you've been screwing Amara." <laughs> I know. He's like, "I
1: don't even know how it got there." And so she removes the butt plug, and a bunch of like items of shit fall out, like it's Warcraft Valley, and then they all have Duncan's name on them and Gene is like Scott is there something you want to tell me and he's like it's not what it looks like Then Gene gets like a text from Duncan that's like I can't wait for you to write my cock tomorrow Scott and Jean's like uh wrong number and she's like this is Gene," and Duncan's like what Ron number I mean I don't know who the how that message even got there I didn't even write it and the Scott quickly runs into the other room and Jean's like whatever I'll go fuck Amara
0: I'm really glad that Jean has Amara because you know Scott just isn't ready for her and but that's also okay. like at
1: the beginning of this season Scott had the same conclusion where he was like I wish we can use our powers to help people and so now gene has also gotten there so they are on the same page which i think is important to why their relationship actually happens is because they're both like i don't want to be in the closet anymore so like why don't we try and like be helpful and actually leave this tiny room that we're in you know yeah
0: I mean, also, it's interesting that Xavier isn't in this episode and also Storm and Wolverine aren't there or beasts like there's no adults really telling the kids what to do. Yeah,
1: there's just not enough time to do all that. Well, don't worry, though. There's cookies.
0: I like it, it, though, that it's not there because it it means that the kids are making decisions for themselves. And this is just an episode about them navigating the adult world, which is but it's focused on the kids and their perspectives. But also, we
1: don't see like all the ex kids like we don't see any of the other new mutants. Spike's not in this at all, which Mm -hmm. you would think he might be considering what's going on but he's not he's not I, I don't know where he is he's he's got his own game that he hands out with his own skateboarding game so
0: yeah i mean it's mostly just this is the episode for the girls so all the right. girls get to be there except for like jubilee i guess um who am i forgetting
1: wolf spain i guess wolf Spain isn't there
0: yeah 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 wolf spain
1: right so it's like most of them though uh this mm-hmm. episode is i don't know i still think it's good i I think we've touched on some
0: issues when I don't like need it to be perfect because that's not my expectations of this show.
1: But also like it's not our expectations of this show in 2002. You know what I mean? Like, I think this was pretty decent for its time.
0: Yeah, I think it's decent for its time. It's not like some episodes of this show where I watch it and I'm like, oh my God, like this is doing something I really didn't expect. But I also think it's like interesting how gay it is. Because Uh, that's like my
1: takeaway. It's like there was a lot of people who were like, oh that episode so anti-feminist but is trying to be feminist i'm like i actually think it is feminist but i think mostly it's just gay yeah
0: (laughs) i mean i guess the part of it that's anti-feminist is probably the part people remember which is like scott secretly saving the girls i mean like i don't disagree with that
1: no i don't agree to disagree with that either i read an article about this like way back in the day and like it was sort of the same takeaway where it's like i'm like it's actually largely pretty feminist and actually pro-queer stuff but then it just kind of like backpedals at the very end of it which is so 2000 i mean it's also very 90s where it was like the 90s would do this stuff too where like they'd have a movie or whatever and they'd have a gay character and be like wow i can't believe it's doing this but then at the end of it the gay character's like well actually maybe i like men
0: or they're just like yeah um that was like a weird face i was in for a second there but it's over now and it's like okay uh cool i i do feel like that is a part of it where it's like yeah the girls need to like get over this weird phase they're in and it's just gonna be this one episode but I also think again this episode was trying to react to just the other X-Men properties that weren't giving these female characters much to do. Like I I think I that's agree. that's also part of it. And I think
1: I think part of me would have really liked this episode to also include Storm, but again, she's an yeah. adult. So I like know. I feel like Storm. I just wish
0: Storm was a kid. I mean, we've said it a thousand times.
1: It's, if Storm was actually a kid on this episode, I feel like she would have been in the role that Amara was in. I think that's probably what it would have happened, or something. Mm-hmm. Or
0: but instead, they have Amara and all the other New Mutants, as opposed to having like teenage Logan, teenage Storm, etc. Like teenage right. Beast, for that matter. Like they could have had. Some I mean, different Storm's stuff.
1: not even on this show. Yeah. I don't. I can't stand that. But whatever. I know I, it I, sucks. It's there's sucks. just I like mean, an it, alternate reality where she could have been a teenager for the show, and then she wasn't. You know what I mean? Like, and if she had been what would she do in this episode you know i think i think she would have fit in perfectly you know what i mean like it would have been a great episode for star wars she probably would have like been the person to incite the idea and be like how about like it wouldn't have been Jean. It would have been Storm, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I it would have been nice to have Storm be the Jane character in some ways where like Storm's teaching other people and is the older teen. I mean, there's so many ways they could have written her, but it it didn't happen. And we just have I to know. live in this reality where she's not there. But there are a ton of other characters on this show. Like part of why they can't get to Jubilee or like get to everybody is because there's like... 23 different mutants on the show now and right. just like rotating between different people for different storylines. So I do respect that they have a lot to get to. And like, and they that do have a lot, lot
1: to get to. And also when you think about it, the teachers were probably too busy dealing with all the other ex kids in this, like storm and Beast were probably busy teaching, except it's like really when you think about it, it's just storm because Logan's there sometimes when he's not off crying in the woods and getting his prostate stimulated by his saber tooth and beast likes teaching the kids, but also sometimes it's like, I'm not good enough to teach children ever again. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to go to class today. Like that's a thing that happens a lot, Yeah,
0: which relatable, but yeah. Anyway, what would you rate the episode?
1: I want to give it a five out of five because I love it. But I think realistically it's like it's a four out of five only because it almost accomplishes what it sets out to do, but then it kind of backpedals itself at the end, which is where the problem lies. But largely I enjoy this episode. I find it very gay. I find it to be, introducing the idea of feminism to
0: children men and women
1: <laughs> like just i was saying men and women well, boys yeah, and girls men and women, but boys and girls when they were kids but i mean it's not done perfectly but i think in terms of the scope of the lens that would have been 2002 i think this is pretty good for its time
0: i totally agree i want to give it a five because i would say in terms of how much i actually enjoyed the episode just from a pure enjoyment level was a five yeah but that's I'm where i'm evaluating at too. it in terms of like what i want an episode of this show to do is not a five like there have been episodes that have been stronger in terms of the themes jokes everything else hanging together all working together this episode it's not quite a five like it just it it's almost there it has some really good moments and like the music video alone is like a 6 out of 5 X's hey, I, mean, no, I,
1: I agree with that too and I feel like it's so enjoyable it's definitely not a skip. I think you oh, absolutely no. want yeah, to watch it and enjoy it try and-
0: if only because it's so interesting and because people have thought about it so much over the years and been like this was the episode that made me really think about the portrayal of the women in the X-Men and like really think am I gay like those are the kinds of things that people were thinking when they right. watched and it right
1: and I know I know from our uh, Mutant Ages Discord but you can join if you go to the mutantages.com. it's over there on the right and chat with other people that listen into the show, including Maddie and I, uh, in the Discord chat, they had started talking about this because I think I had mentioned that Walk on the Wild Side was coming. And they were like, somebody said something along the lines of, oh, that's when I realized that Jean is a dom,' And I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> that. You know, really? so, you didn't
0: figure it out before that, but it's fine. I get it. I get it. I knew she was a dom this whole but time. But if, if you
1: were exposed to X-Men Evolution before you knew anything about X-Men in general, you wouldn't yes. know all of her Dark Phoenix stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so this so could have been.
0: So true. So,
1: it was several children's first introductory to Gene Grey. And yep. so this is the first time we really got to see her be like, oh yeah, I'm on top, baby. Come on, Amara, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I think it did a lot for a lot of different people. At the time that I watched this, I was really into all-girl teams like i was really into the birds of prey comic books and it definitely had that vibe to it Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. at the time i was watching birds of prey i'd always be like oh what if we did like an x-men version of this that was like all the women and they had their own thing and then eventually that did become a comic book briefly
0: they've done different different versions of that although i think this team up in this specific episode i don't think it's ever happened in any other thing this random no, no
1: i this is like a random grouping but again i think it's inspired by the fallen angels of the old 80s x-men comics there's I think been you're
0: right and i do think it's inspired by birds of prey and like gotham city Siren. i don't know when those comics came out Well, I there was, that yeah
1: up. that was around that time that was around yeah. that time uh, even i don't know if gotham city sirens had become a full-on show but it was definitely at the time something they were because remember before it became a tv show there was they were doing like five minute episodes that would appear in between episodes of things.
0: Yeah. And I don't remember which Batman the animated series episode it was where Poison Ivy and Harley go on the joyride together, which kind of has a similar energy to this one where the two of them are like, we're going to yeah, go do that's some in, stuff. I
1: think it's then the fourth season of Batman the Animated yeah, Series. Yeah, so it might be later on. Because it's like when the animation changed. But like
0: that episode rules. I mean, like there were some episodes around this time that were kind of like, okay, this is a show that's about a bunch of male characters, but like, let's take the female characters and have them do something together. But actually X-Men Evolution isn't that show, though. Like, the female characters are always there on this show, and they're already Right, right. And stuff. I
1: I don't think there was, like, another... The only thing that I could think about that was around that time was Totally Spies, which, for the same reason, people loved because it was an action show fe- featuring three girls, but then also did the same things that this episode did, where they were, like, hanging out at the mall and doing their hair and worrying about what clothes they were going to wear. But then they were like, and now we're going to be spies and kick butt. But, like, there wasn't, like... I, well, I think there was sort of a reoccurring theme on that show where they were, like, kind of feminist, but, like, like not quite there. But people mm-hmm. love Totally Size. I don't know if you watched that.
0: I didn't, but I'm totally familiar with the fandom for which, like, still exists now. And, I mean, oh, yeah. pretty much any animated show that, like, had a female character doing anything, people were like, okay, I'm going to cling on to this for dear life and, like, <laughs> you know, hold it up as the one thing that I have because there wasn't that much stuff back then.
1: Right, and if for us, I mean, I, I I certainly was that way with the female characters because I don't know especially in video games I like playing as the girls a lot growing up I like playing as guys too depending if they're cool and I want to fuck them um, but that's usually <laughs> but I feel
0: like a lot of guys characters in, in video games in this time period were like mega straight because this was like the backlash period of time like post 90s where all video game right. advertising was like by men for men think,
1: I think the only thing we had at that time that was like super questionable was Devil May Cry in which everybody was like wildly bisexual in that game and that had just dropped a couple years before this so mm-hmm. the, yeah. I, but still i was thinking about this the other day because in terms of cartoons and characters because i think about the queer coding of characters like not even just in disney but i just watched this episode and i was thinking about the queer coding in tv and movies and video games because i watched this again i'm like this is a really this is like the gayest episode of x-men the well not x-men the anime series of x-men evolution this is the gayest episode right so then i'm like we clung onto it because it was gay like many other things we did and for some reason i started thinking about video games and i'm like okay but like there, this still hasn't really existed in video games Even now and why
0: mm-hmm. Why aren't video games gay enough You know what we shouldn't forget to do The who's gay segment on our show <laughs> <laughs> The X-Men are
1: so last week we missed this <laughs> yeah. and then now we can make up for it but although to be honest with you that's been this entire episode so like literally everyone's gay in this uh, let's I see I agree
0: although I think Amara probably gets the top prize because she just has such a like questioning queer girl she's like am I gay where am she's I not like, and like Jean sort of intimidates me but she's really beautiful oh but I like Tabitha and like like she's like the, the bad girl I know and, like, and also Jean know. and
1: Tabitha are both vexing for Amara's attention in this yes. episode and
0: like, like Jean being so jealous when Tabitha is driving Amaro away, it's like, calm down. Like, I know. Oh my goodness. Like what is right. happening here? It's like a real love triangle. And then it's like the fantasy love triangle where like the three of them actually end up being friends and being like, well, we can all hook up. And then like also our other female friends can come because Kitty and Rogue are dating. So they can come. And it's because like, like Kitty okay. and
1: Rogue are kind of, even in the scenes that Kitty and Rogue are in, they're kind of together. And yeah. you know, they're always posed together and they're holding hands and stuff the other mm-hmm. thing i was gonna say about gene is that it's basically the logan scott triangle with her except now it's with amara and tabitha where tabitha is still like the bad boy or the bad girl then amara is kind of like trying to be the good one following mm-hmm. xavier's rules is it's the same scott
0: in this scenario kind of i don't know no 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 gene is, is still gene gene is still gene
1: <laughs> gene is still gene because amara's scott because amara is trying to do what's best by what xavier is teaching way. her
0: i think gene is scott and amara is gene in according to the rules of the love triangle
1: that's true i think you're right but like it is sort of the same concept that you said earlier with the carjackers just being like the reverse these are the men but now now duncan and scott have been removed from the situation because duncan and scott have to go fucking duncan's car mm-hmm. by the way duncan also has a convertible and so does scott and i'm like nobody in my school drove a fucking convertible but everybody these...
0: in my school like had a nice car why like, are you on these
1: what every single house that we've been to on the show everybody lives in like a fucking mansion everybody has a like fucking a nice convertible even mystique has a convertible at one point i'm like i wish i had a convertible but what the fuck is this it's yeah. like a bunch of rich white kids that are like Here's our convertibles.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's kind of believable that Lance has like kind of a crappy Jeep though. Like that. I like that. He tracks. has a
1: Jeep. I love that. He has a Jeep though. And like it's like it's... a
0: crappy, like almost military looking Jeep. Like who knows where he got it, but it's like, a okay. but jeeps shit.
1: are not cheap by the way. They and you are have not. to do a lot of they upkeep on them to make like, and I think he enjoys working on his car. He kind of has that vibe to him, but that's not what this section is. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Lance I is also want also
0: gay though. That's just also in the background. Oh, sure. Also but, Kurt yeah. and
1: Scott are gay. Like that yes. whole scene where yes, Scott walks up and he's like, I have a secret mission for us tonight, and then he like and it's
0: in the back of my car. Yeah, and also right. we're spying on the girls, but like we don't actually need to be there or go there, and no, they don't need us at all. And Kurt is like, "Why didn't we just go on a date? Like, what is this? Like, why are we pretending that you care about Gene?" I, I'm
1: assuming when they bamf out of there at the end, they just bamf somewhere where they could fuck, and like that's what happened. And then
0: later on, Scott breaks the cookie with Gene and is like, "I still like you. I like girls." And Gene is like, "Scott, you're not fooling anybody." And Gene's like, "I also
1: like girls. I don't know." <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah this is like A more gay version of Gene Than I feel like we usually I was gonna see. say
1: I was like Generally you and I Don't find Gene great To be a gay character We've always been like Oh she's kind of she straight She
0: is on this show though Like just this show She's really gay And I feel like I've shipped her with Kitty Previously on this show Because um, Do you remember In Kitty's intro episode Gene like came up to her In the theater and stuff And was like Yeah Hey I'm gay Like there's some moments In this where Gene Is recruiting a girl and it's like hard not to read that as like some type of like lesbian recruitment porn or something because it's like Jean coming <laughs> in and being like, "It's the hey, lesbian Avengers, they're I'm here." Really experienced and I know what I'm doing, and also like you need. I'll help show you the ropes. There you go. And <laughs> it's like I don't know, it's just gay, but I like it. I think it's fun. I don't really see Jean in that way normally, but I like her um, characterization on the yeah, show. Because even
1: when like Jean turns into like the Black Queen in the comic books and even in mm-hmm. X Men the animated series, she didn't strike me as gay. Like oh She's now I'm out of the closet. Men's
0: balls all the time, like she's more just a dom.
1: I'm embracing the fact that I like to step on men, like that's my thing. <laughs> Which
0: right on. <laughs>
1: and Emma Frost is like, yeah, I'm here for that too, but also I'll step on women if that needs to happen. I feel like Emma Frost is super bisexual, but whatever. Mm-hmm. She's not here right now. Um, so that is our show. I, what did you think of? <laughs> You know what, everybody, please write in and tell us your thoughts about this episode. This is a good opportunity to to tell us where you land on this. Please
0: do, because this is a much debated episode, and we would love to hear more interpretations of every single shot in the episode, because that is how this episode is. We've all analyzed it, and there's always more analysis that you can do. Anyway, we have to do plugs.
1: It's time for plugs, and Pluggy's not here because even though today we don't have Pluggy, today we have (laughs) Dildoey.
0: That's a completely different character.
1: (laughs) I don't even know what voice that would be. Like,
0: (laughs) why is it even higher? I don't know. It'd be funny
1: funny if Dildoey was was like, he was a very low voice. Yeah, he was like,
0: hello. Like, like,
1: hey, it's me, Dildoey. Get over here. I got to get inside you. That's weird. Don't say that. No, goodbye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Dildoey's terrified of being misinterpreted. Like he's yeah. more fun. Anyway, um, go to the mutantages.com <laughs> or mutantages.com. Just go there. Just go there if you want to go there. <laughs> and um on the right hand side you can find all the ways you can contact us, like our email, which is yes. the mutantages at gmail.com, like our Discord server where there's a place you can ask us questions and also other channels where you can just hang out, talk about this episode. That's right. And then there's our voicemail inbox, 1508-319-1668. And our P.O. Box, we're going to record an episode soon where we open all of our mail because we get mail! That's
1: right! We've got quite a few packages. And
0: you can send it to P.O. Box 3344, Natick, Massachusetts 01760 and you can send us whatever you want and we'll open it on our YouTube channel! That's
1: right! And you should go over to our YouTube channel, which is at the Mutant Ages and we post plenty of things over there, not just unboxings which we have done in the Mm -hmm. past, but we also have Let's Plays of the X-Men video Games We have played through a couple of the NES games and now we're playing through the um award-winning Game <laughs> Gear games that Maddie and I both love so they much. They
0: won an award from Ryan for liking them and they won no awards from me for not liking I, them.
1: Well, I also, I like retro games and how bad they are, so that's sort of my <laughs> yeah. vibe. But anyway, so we're playing through those. Sometimes we do parody videos. Sometimes I take clips from this show and match it up with the actual animation of whatever X-Men property we are watching. Um, You can find some other fun stuff up on there, too. Sometimes we dress up as Resident Evil characters, although it's been a while. So who Mm -hmm, knows? mm -hmm. So that's a fun place. I also have a YouTube channel at Ryan Pagella. If you want to check that out, I have an adventure vlog. I cover theme parks and all sorts of things. Um, Most recently, it's been kind of like bullying and arcades because we're not quite there yet. But the theme parks are opening. Mm -hmm. So we'll be coming back to that.
0: Yeah, And we have social media which is kind of a good transition from youtube i guess so we're on every social media we're on twitter tumblr facebook pinterest tiktok obviously we already said youtube pretty much instagram Instagram, any social media that you happen to use you can find the mutant ages on there and you will get updates about our episodes you'll get like you know all kinds of cool stuff on our on our various social medias that's true we are individually on social media i am at middie myers at most of those places
1: I'm at Ryan Pagella on Twitter and Ryan.pagella on Instagram. I've also got a Twitch channel that's just Ryan Pagella that you can find in the Discord of the Mutant Ages because we, as the Mutant Ages Discord, have been playing through the Avengers video, video game. game. And right yeah. now I'm playing as Kate Bishop. And I got to say, this game. Has been you very like Kate
0: Bishop. Finally, right?
1: Yes, she plays really well in this game. She plays like she was actually designed to be in this game, which is nice because you can't say that about the first five characters they give you. So oh that's goodness. nice. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's
0: not a shock. That game got like sort of mixed reviews because it uh, it has some good ideas and some bad ideas. But yeah. hey, Kate Bishop's cool.
1: But anyway, so really importantly, guys, if you can like help us out and support us, you can do that by visiting our Patreon, and our Patreon is where you can donate whatever you want and subscribe at any level from a dollar to $25 or whatever you want to donate. You get fun bonus episodes at bonus po- podcasts and videos. You get mm-hmm. show notes when we have them, whatever we feel like putting up there to give you, we we usually get something up like a few times a month. Um mm-hmm. just like lots of fun stuff. Absolutely yeah. please go check that out. We are a completely fan supported show. There's like we don't have income otherwise and it helps cover all of our costs on the show. It helps bring us a little bit of extra money and to continue doing this and It's nice to get paid.
0: (laughs) It is nice to get paid. It is nice to get paid. But if you can't. Yeah, if you can't. Well, before we get to that, we do give a shout out to our highest tier Patreon supporters.
1: That's right. We do. Um, (laughs) I don't I don't even know. There's no voice. Girl power. Girl power to uh, Brock and Samuel B. Soren B. and Zach S. for being our top tier supporters. Come walk on the wild side.
0: And if any of you are boys, you better stay up on that scaffolding and not interfere with my life. Okay. Throws a bunch of bombs and explodes 60
1: cars. But if in the you're a rim. girl, get in here. We're all going to have <laughs> lesbian sex together. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Also, we're all very confident about our mutant powers. And how there's good we that. Are.
1: <laughs> okay. But also, you can also go to our store, which is on MutantAges.com. Over to the right there. We've got t-shirts, mugs, cups. Cups is a mug. Okay, so we got t-shirts, mugs, sweatshirts. <laughs> we like,
0: got cups. We got mugs. We got things you can drink water out of.
1: We have a uh, b- bishop's jumping out of the bushes, saying time travel is real. We do have it. Marked at reasonable prices. It's
0: so reasonable, so reasonable, so affordable. Well,
1: Teespring originally was like, if you want to make a profit, you have to charge it at like thirty dollars a shirt. And I was like, I'm not charging a T-shirt more than what Hot Topic does, so we're not doing that. So, mm-hmm. so we have it at like a price that I feel like is reasonable for people to actually buy. Um, uh, and if you <laughs> cannot
0: afford to do any of those things, that's totally fine. But we hope that you will still leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Facebook or whatever, right. and give us a rating and and tell people about the show on your personal social media. Those are the ways that you can spread the love tell everybody about our show have them watch along with us or not because we do recaps so that you don't even have to and That's people right. can just enjoy hearing about how gay the x-men are every single week and
1: the answer is they're very gay and trust they me are. i know because i've been dating wolverine both in know, our X-Men fan fiction and like also on the show. Sometimes it's the same thing. I feel like this show is in the future of our Mutant Ages fan fiction. Who it knows? Is,
0: it is. This is like your time period now where you and Wolverine have just been happily living together for years. I mean, like, right. you know, Wolverine has this issue certainly, but I think you guys have really worked it I out. I know. And- I agree.
1: I agree. And like, we're, like, we're in an open relationship because like that just is how it is when you are here in the X-Mansion. Nobody's mm-hmm. actually faithful to each other. Just kidding. Yeah, we are so faithful may, to each other. You're faithful
0: <laughs> You're faithful about describing all the other relationships that you're in. That's faithfulness of a kind. Well, sometimes,
1: there, sometimes there's three signs. There's three signs. Sometimes Wolverine wants Sabretooth there. Sometimes I want Iceman there. I don't know. It depends on the day. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, enjoy that with dildoey and plugging <laughs> either there or not there, depending on what you want.
1: That's right. And also breakfast <laughs> also
0: breakfast which we can have after this. And uh, <laughs> we'll see you next time.
1: See you next time.
0: The new time. I'm yes,
1: yes.